Listener Production. For those who like their yolks runny and their dough sour. Yum! It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Uh, yes, welcome aboard. I am Alex, that is Matt. This is All Day Breakfast and a very, very big show today, Matt O'Kine. Um, not the least of which, uh, there was a sad passing yesterday. Michael Gadinsky, uh, Australian music royalty, really, um, very unfortunately passed away in his sleep. So you might have seen over the last 24 hours a lot of tributes coming through. We're actually going to be chatting to someone who knew and worked with him. Uh, his name is Mark Wilson. You may know him as the bass player from the band Jet. And much like Michael back in the day, he had a hand in a lot of people's careers. And uh, he's just one person whose life was touched by Michael Daginsky. So we're going to have a little chat to Mark about uh, those times and uh, yeah. share a few share a few yarns because he certainly had a full life, Matt. Absolutely. I remember the um, first time I met him was watching we were, uh, watching Foo Fighters. Out at, um, at uh, the Homebush Stadium. You were yeah. there, right? Yeah. Were you there? Yeah. Yeah, it was a huge gig, but he was there and he was talking to all the people at Mushroom and stuff and, uh, and you know, people like us, little little uh, little idiots like us <laughs> running around. So, yeah, he was definitely a big presence, a big character within the industry. We'll chat about that. We're also going to dive into some of the stranger headlines that you've seen uh, across the World Wide Web when it comes to news and also Alex Dyson. Mm. I mean, not to go from a very serious story to something completely ridiculous, but people are finding their underpants in some very weird places. That is true. And it wouldn't be a Matt and Alex all day breakfast without some absolutely bizarre talk back. And look, we got you sorted today. Real, uh, real ripper for you. So that's coming up as part of this little daily podcast we like to call All Day Breakfast. Let's begin. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Now, Alex Dyson, we do run a topical show. You know, most days you like to touch on some of the sometimes serious things that happen in the news. Yeah, but podcasts, you know, they come out once a week most of the time. Most people are too scared to release a daily topical podcast. Not us, Matokine. No, we do it every single day. And sometimes after scouring the news front to back, you start realizing that there's some, well, there's some pretty weird shit that goes on out there. Okay. I'm just going to say that straight up. The world's so, messed up. Basically. Yeah. So this is, <laughs> it's become a little bit of a tradition uh, and we're doing it again today. Right now, this is a weird news quiz. That's right, Matt O'Kine. And joining us for today's Weird News Quiz, our first contestant is Sarah from the Gold Coast. G'day, Sarah. Hey, how are you going? Oh, we're good. Thanks. Jealous of you uh, being up there, shiny, beautiful beaches. Yeah, it's amazing. We went to the beach today, actually. Ooh-wee. Not, not to brag. <laughs> any, any blue bottles, though? That always scares me. No, there wasn't. We just went to the like the little sandy beach that has no waves. Oh, one, beautiful. So, yeah. All yeah. right, sounds good. Well, we've got we've got two beachgoers going face to face. Actually, Sarah from the Gold Coast versus Hello, Caitlin from Rainbow Beach. Hey guys, how's it going? So good. Oh. What's the surf report like from Rainbow Beach? Um, well, I hate to say it, but I'm actually just about to move there, so I'm not even there at the moment. Oh, oh you're not even there. But you're about have to you be full timer. Some, yeah, about to live there full time. Have you is have you been being influenced by Chris Hemsworth? He's posting a lot about Rainbow Beach these days. <sighs> You know what? I didn't even know that oh. that was a thing. Well, I, just, I let... don't follow him. We're basically well, mates okay. with him. We his do. Instagram was our website for a little while. Well, that's, so we... <laughs> that's the only time I've been on his Instagram was to comment on it when you guys well, first started. Well, I will have the world know that my dad, the Daddy Mac, has been going to Rainbow Beach 
for a lot longer than Chris Hemsworth, okay? So if anyone's influencing anyone, yep. it's Chris Hemsworth being influenced by my dad, all right? You've, like you heard to, it here first. I'd like to see Chris Hemsworth bloody try and catch a mud crab up there. Oh, really? I'd like to see Daddy Mac up at Rainbow. Oh, you will. Don't you worry. You will one of these days. Hey, guys, right. let's jump into this weird news quiz. Yeah, I'm going to ask you some multiple choice questions. Buzz in with your name, and the person who gets the most correct will be winning a uh, not about Dalek's face mask. We're out of them. But the briefing face masks, uh, unfortunately, Tom Tilly, also too scared to run random quizzes on his show. No one gets prizes on the briefing other than the prize of knowledge. And so, um, <laughs> we're, so we're giving away their masks <laughs> as well. So uh, it's, it's the last, last one. That's it. After this, she's all done. So this is a collector's item. All right, buzz in with your names, Sarah and Caitlin, if you know the answer to this. Who will be playing Robbie Williams in his upcoming film biopic? Will it be A, Rami Malek, B, Ryan Gosling, or C, a CGI monkey? Sarah. Katie. Oh, Sarah, you're or first. Sarah in. I reckon I'm going to go B because he's, he's just pretentious enough to think that he can be played by the Goz. <laughs> go That's it. The Goz is the Goz, Robbie Williams. Oh, uh, no good. Which leaves it open. Caitlin? Oh, C. I'm going to go C. A CGI monkey. That is absolutely correct. We do not know why, and we could be disproved, but according to Deadline, they say this is not an April Fool's Day prank. That's next month. But actually, in the upcoming biopic of Robbie Williams' career, uh, from the same director of The Greatest Showman, uh, the film is called Better Man, and for some reason, Robbie Williams is going to be played by a CGI monkey. Oh, my God. That's ridiculous. (laughs) Not sure if it's some, you know... Weird, you know, being John Malkovich-esque, you know, bizarre sort of movie, but that's that's what's being reported. So there you go. Uh, wow. That's one nil to Caitlin. Question number two. A Californian doctor was performing surgery recently while also, A, on a video call in court for a traffic offence, B, making a TikTok video, or C, asking his wife to marry him. Sarah. Hey. Oh, Katie. Oh, oh, oh this <laughs> was we're going to go with the person who got their name right. Um, uh, what do you reckon it is, Sarah? I'm going to go with the, the TikTok video. <gasps> oh, 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 she's slugging this again. Which leaves it open for Caitlin. What do you reckon, A or C? I'm, I'm sticking with A. On a video call for a traffic offence. That's absolutely <laughs> correct. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Scott Green was dressed in surgical scrubs when he appeared remotely in his trial for a traffic offence heard by this Sacramento Superior Court and a patient undergoing a procedure with, was just out of view with yeah. the beeps of the medical machinery heard in the background. And we've actually got audio of it. This is what it sounded like. I'm seeing a defendant that's in the middle of an operating room appearing to be actively engaged in providing services to a patient. Yes, sir. I do not feel comfortable. Uh, for the welfare of a patient, if you're in the process of operating, that I would put on a trial. I have another surgeon right here who's doing the surgery with me, so I can stand here and allow them to do the surgery also. Not at all. I don't think that's appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) And yes, June Rat fans, that main man was Scott Green. Um, I thought the 
that's what you said. I was like, no way. That's his name. Green. Scott Green. <laughs> Who's Scott, Scott Green? Green? It's a weird news oh. quiz and it's just getting weird up. Uh, as we move on to question number three, uh, this is almost for pride more than anything, Sarah from the Goldie, uh, because Caitlin has your number so far. But let's give it a go. Uh, question number three, which is the notorious B.I.G.'s mum threw, uh, it's turned out recently, threw a stash of what in a bin? Um, was it A, was it Notorious B.I.G.'s crack stash because she thought it was mashed potato? Was it his uh. porn stash thinking it was old newspapers? Or was it his mustache thinking it was a caterpillar? Sarah. <laughs> Sarah oh, again. Sarah, you're trigger happy here, Sarah. I mean, if you reckon you can go for it, but we might get the hat trick of fails. Let's go. I know. I'm scared. Uh, I'm, you know what? I'm going to stick with B because it wasn't B the first two, so just for process of elimination plus... I don't think anyone else is keeping their kids' hair except for Daddy Mac. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's have a look. It's oh, wrong again. Oh, I'm so sorry, Caitlin. Do you want to come through and uh, make it a flawless victory? Oh, all right. I'm going to stick with Daddy Mac. I'm going to see. A, a mustache, think it was a caterpillar. <laughs> that is incorrect. Oh, that is more so a pun close. from your boys. She threw out apparently his crack stash because she thought it was mashed potatoes. Wow. Um, which, yeah. I don't know, I, I haven't had a big old pot of crack before, Matt, but <laughs> I wouldn't think they'd be similar textures. It doesn't, no, I, I don't think so either. Either way, um, that's 2-0 to Caitlin from Rainbow Beach. Congratulations. You're the winner of the final The Briefing face mask. So well done. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks again, Thanks, Sarah. Sarah. Hopefully next time we can uh, maybe get at least one in. Hey? Sarah, the <laughs> fastest buzzer in the West, but just <laughs> couldn't couldn't control it. A buzz now, think later. That's it. <laughs> yeah, well, Lisa, the winner of that. Thanks, Sarah. And thank you, Caitlin. Thanks, Congratulations. Guys. Thank you. And always yeah. keep an eye on our Instagram stories if you would like to be involved in the show. So we put a lot of call-outs on there. So hit us up, Alex. Let's keep going, shall we, Matt, with All Day Breakfast. Now, Matthew, coming up later in the show, we are doing talk back on when have you found surprise undies, um, which I am very much looking forward to, can I say. I've heard rumours of some good calls coming up, so you've got to stay around Always. for them. But um, doing something slightly similar right now, because another word for surprise undies is shock jocks. And I've been noticing recently, Matt... <laughs> I've been noticing oh, recently. Oh my god! <clears throat> on the um, on the radio ratings, despite the fact they do terrible segues, shock jocks bring in the numbers. Oh mate, do they ever? Have you seen what some of these some of these people are getting paid? It's yes, <laughs> yes, it I is have eye watering. And um, all right, it. it I think I think society's sort of going that way. Like I even stumbled across the uh, Wikipedia article for outrage porn, which is all about sort of tapping into people's, you know, Privates? desire to be oh, <laughs> no, okay. desire Sorry. to be outraged. There's something about you know being outraged about the news, which yeah. really, you know, sets people off. And it's not just on radio. Like on I've seen it on Instagram recently. You see the news of Mr. Potato Head and Mrs. Potato Head will now fall under the umbrella of the potato world and so that they're taking away the genders of it. And people are outraged. on And the news articles play up to it. 
PC? Is this PC gone mad? And everyone's in there in the comments just having a real crack. And they don't, they don't care. They just want people to be outraged with this stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, can I just say, I mean, oh, this is just me being honest, okay? Um, right. You're too nice, okay? <laughs> and, and, no, and, I, and I mean it, it's affecting mm-hmm. our show. Yeah. It's affecting our ratings. And more importantly, it's affecting our pay packet, okay? <laughs> <laughs> because I have been dragging you down a little bit with my politeness. Yeah. Killing me here, <laughs> all right? Can you please Look, I know. start pissing people off? I have received that feedback from multiple areas. And look, I'm prepared. I'm prepared to shake off my, you know, wholesome, oh. lovable persona. Are we seeing, and, is, are we, are we seeing a new you? I'm going to transform, okay? Oh. Because no more Mr. Nice Rat Dog is what's happening here, Matt O'Kine. No. I'm going to be adding... Every now and again, an N to my name. Ooh. And I'm going to become... <laughs> Rat Dong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everyone step away from Rat Dong. <laughs> no, no. Not between the O and the G. I'm adding an N between the A and the T. <laughs> oh, okay. And I am becoming Rant Dog. That's right. Okay. <laughs> but two. Oh, man. Rat dog. Unbelievable. Oh, sorry. I just, you, you should have clarified. No, I it's mean- rant dog because I got a few problems with you people. Oh. And it's about time. Yeah. Some certain subsections of society have been yep. pissing me off. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yes, mate. Go. And this is the kind of stuff that I want cab drivers to be telling their passengers about. You know, yes. the complaining, all right? And you know what I'm talking about? You know what? You know what I'm talking about, Matt O'Kine? What? I am sick of people standing next to me looking up and going, oh, there's not a cloud in the sky. And then I look up to enjoy that and I go, nah, there's one. And I look to the side and I'm like, there's another one. When will people... Start doing their due diligence and check the sky thoroughly mm. before making such claims, Matt. Do you know what annoys me? What's Can that? I jump in on this? Yeah, go. You know what I love? Fresh bread, all right? <laughs> Do you know what I like quite often feel like? A sandwich, okay? Quite regularly. Yeah. I feel like a sandwich yeah. just for lunch, yeah. okay? Do you know what you can never buy? Two slices of bread. You're always <laughs> going to buy a loaf of bread. I don't want a whole loaf. Yeah. I just want two Fresh slices for Christ's sake! Yep. Where will bakers learn? What the bakers of Australia need to do is bake a bread so you can chop off the two end bits that are garbage and you've got only two slices in the middle. It's a four slicer. The two on the edges, (laughs) you feed to birds. (sighs) You're right, Matt. You go to the deli, right? Imagine, imagine I'm ordering some bloody salami at the deli. Mm. All right. And I'll go, I'll have some salami, thanks. And they go, how many slices? Two. You're like, sorry, we only sell a whole sliced <laughs> salami. <laughs> a whole leg of ham. Exactly. That's not useful to me. No. Give me the slices that I want. <laughs> All right. I would number them. Anyway, back to the sky, Matt, because I'm not done with this. So, sorry, sorry, mate. It is typical of this generation where every child gets a participation trophy. All right. Mm. And every sky, no matter even if it's got a few clouds in it, oh, yeah, that's good enough. I'm going to say there's no clouds. No, 
all right? There are pure skies, and they should be treated as such. So get in touch uh, if you're also, like us, absolutely furious because Rant Dog is on your side, okay? Yeah, and you, you know, you're just telling it how it is. That's, that's all, all it is. That's all it is. You're just telling it how it is. But my, people are scared. They are people days. are scared they these really, days to tell it how it is. So really thank you, Rant Dong. <laughs> thank you. Rat Dong. <laughs> thank you, Rat Dong. For telling you how it no, is. That's, um, that's a different alternative persona I have. That's less outrage porn and more porn. Just um, porn. <laughs> All right. Anyway, give us a topic and I'll give you a rant. Okay, get in touch. Matt.and.alex. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Now, people around Matt O'Kine's local area got quite the display recently when he went on a little walk with a pram with an interesting... You know at the front of ships, how they have got that sort of... Um, got that sort of carved wooden figure Usually like a mermaid, isn't it? Or yeah, something like that, right? Something like that. Or at the front of like Rolls Royces, you got the angel on the bonnets and jaguars and that sort of thing. While Matt was walking around with the pram and fluttering off the front was a pair of his partner's undies. <laughs> I, I spent so long out in the neighbourhood as well. Like I really did the tour. It wasn't just like a quick duck off to the shops. I was all the way through the shopping centre, right around the park with all the, I was feeding ducks. <laughs> I'm feeding ducks with Sophia throwing oats and there's just my pram behind me with a pair of underpants hanging off the back. Um, did Belle listen to yesterday's episode and find out what happened? Nah. I try to avoid, <laughs> I, she doesn't know about the, the turkin yet. She doesn't know about the undies. I literally... I've told her that this podcast doesn't exist anymore. She thinks I've been fired. She thinks that um, <laughs> I tell her I'm unemployed and I'm at home every day. Oh, goodness me. All right. Well, that be that as it may, the topic did come up. Where have you found some undies? Uh, Matt finding some. Try to escape from the laundry on the pram. Uh, but what about yourself? Them down the down the leg, the, the pants leg. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Do know those those feels. You just want to yeah. put on the same pants. Don't forget to check the gusset. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we got a couple of messages. Thank you. We always love getting your texts uh, on at Matt Dunn and Alex. Jess message said, went to a dress up party at the local surf club with my friend one night and she was dressed as Superwoman. Uh, my mum was on beach patrol the next day and found her Superwoman undies in the sand dunes. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> sus as. That is <laughs> sus as, my friend. <laughs> Caitlin said, I accidentally wrapped my bra with my brother's Christmas present when I was 14. No, that would be so embarrassing. Oh, oh how do you God. come back from that? Oh, goodness me. All right, well, we've also got Joe who's given us a ring from Perth, WA. G'day. Hey, Joe. Hey, how are you going? Good, thank you, Joe. Now, you found your undies at work? <laughs> oh, no. Yes, yes. So, I'm a vet nurse, um, and we had this dog come in and wasn't able to go to the toilet, wasn't able to eat. So, we had to perform surgery to go in and find out what the blockage was. And the vet was going through all the intestines and, uh, yeah, cut open, and it was bright pink, and it was um, a Fluoro G string. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, the dog decided to eat um, the the client's g-string, and uh, so we bagged oh. it up and gave it back to. Oh her. my god! <laughs> oh, never yeah. did I think, Joe. This talk back <laughs> results in the answer being where we found some undies in the intestines of a dog. Oh, dog! Yeah. <laughs> But this isn't oh actually the first time either. Um, I worked at another clinic and I was trying to find the picture to send you guys, but um, we actually pulled out full boxes of this Labrador. I'm pretty sure it's a Labrador. And, yeah, intact full boxes. What? A full Sorry, pair, a of, full pair boxes. of boxes of shorts. Yeah, yeah. From the intestines of, a, of another dog, a Labrador. From another one, yep. Did right. anyone know the dogs ate <laughs> underpants so much? <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, no. Apparently, it's a it's a common thing. My friends have a couple of similar stories, and um, yeah, apparently, it's a thing to do if you're oh. a dog. Goodness gracious, you've got some incredible stories, Joe. You might have to yeah. join us one time. I mean, <laughs> you shouldn't join us one time for an insiders <laughs> segment where you reveal oh, yeah. all the secrets of the, yeah, uh, the vet- veterinary clinics. <laughs> um, Joe, thank you very much. And dog owners out no there, worries. please hide, keep your jocks in a safe space. That's it. Thank you, Joe. Catch you later. See you, boys. Bye. Bye. Um, Matt, quick question now that yeah. Joe's jumped off. Mm. You get your pink G string back. Do you give it a wash and put it back oh, in the drawer? What do you what do you do? <laughs> is that is that back in circulation? What do you reckon? I look, I reckon. Honestly. What's wrong with it? Well, imagine, imagine you're getting a, you know, a, a sexy dance maybe from someone who's like, ooh, and they go, funny story about these, this G-Street. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I tell you what, half my undies look like they've been through a doggy test on All day breakfast with a cup of tea with a tea bag stuck in it. Mm-mm. Now, Matt, you may have seen coming through social media over the last 24 hours or so uh, a lot of posts um, in memory of Michael Gadinsky, who was a legendary Australian music industry um, yeah, hero to many. He founded Mushroom Records, Frontier Touring as well. And, uh, yeah, you may have heard the name but not know too much about him, so we thought we'd talk to someone who has worked with him. And uh, Mark Wilson is joining us uh, from a rehearsal right now. You may know him from the band Jet, in which he plays bass and has had uh, many interactions with Michael, so we thought he'd be the perfect person to tell us a little bit more about uh, the man who just lost yesterday, the music industry, uh, saying goodbye to Michael Gadinsky. And Mark Wilson joins us now. G'day, Mark. Yeah, g'day. How are you? Good, thanks, Mark. Obviously, we wish we were speaking under better circumstances, but uh, tell us about your first interactions with Michael Gadinsky. When did you first meet him or even hear of him? Um, oh, gee, I mean, you hear of him, everyone, so you sort of, you know of him when, when you enter the music industry, like, you know, I reckon, like, he's um, a huge myth, you know, like, he's <laughs> this, this giant myth of a person. But, you know, like, I don't want to claim to be, like, you know, I work with Michael a lot. I knew him well, but you know, there'd be many out there who wouldn't obviously know him a lot better than me, and and be, you know, obviously we're all devastated of uh, the loss of a man who you thought would live forever. Um, uh, the guy with more energy than you know a twenty-one-year-old still at sixty. <laughs> I mean, even last week he he would have been running around the country watching midnight oil shows, doing a you know working with a new artist. Dreaming up some some crazy idea <laughs> of a of a festival that's going to happen, you know, somewhere 
he was just non-stop, you know, like um, just like an empresario of a of a mold that doesn't happen anymore, you know. Um, yeah, the thing that strikes strikes me about about Michael Gadinsky was um, he was always there, you know, mm. like he was the head of this huge company and a worldwide powerhouse, but he was always. In the gig. In the he room. He was always yeah. in the room. He didn't have to be there. He was always watching the acts. <laughs> no. He was talking to the PR people, to the to like the employees who were at the bottom of the of the chain as well in his company. Mm. But he was still he knew them all by name. He knew people like you and me, Alex, by name. Like and and he called he called me up the other day after doing a I did a, an episode of their show. But he called me up personally and said I wanted to thank you. And he didn't he did not need to do that. Have no. you ever had a call from, you know, Michael's at like out of nowhere like that? I mean, classic Michael is I got a call from him at like four in the morning on a, on a Sunday morning and he was in, he told me he was in France and he was, he probably had a couple of, um, you know, a, a couple, couple of, of Bordeaux Chate- a couple Reds. Of bottles of Chateau Latour, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and he was like, Mark, I need you to do me a favour. And he was like, oh, this is actually, this is great. <laughs> Michael Gadinsky's asking me for a favour, which means that if I'm ever if I'm ever in trouble, if I'm ever in a prison cell in like you know Turkey, I can and they give you one phone call, I know who I'd call. Yeah. You know? <laughs> what was the favour? He needed me to play bass for Brian Adams for a, for a tour in a week. <laughs> The tour was kicking yeah. off in a week and you had to just learn jump in. Learn Brian Adams' back catalogue. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I, I had to learn like 27 Brian Adams songs in seven days. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Mark, that's yeah, incredible. Because, did, you, did you pull it off? What, what, Couldn't have the I sheet did, music what? holder off the, off your bass no. there? Just, um. well, I can't read sheet music, so I'd be stuck. But um, <laughs> he, he, what had happened was he's the bass player had quit. So, um, Whoa. Uh, and they obviously didn't have enough time to get a visa for someone they knew over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, Michael always thinking of people in his, you know, circle, like almost like, you know, like we joked about it like being in, in the mafia, but truly you were, it was like you, if you were in, if you were signed to Liberation or Mushroom, like you are in the family, you know, you were mm-hmm. family. And if you weren't signed to the the label, you were still in the family and there was still a chance that you could be in the family. So you'd, you'd also be treated with, like, that kind of thing. If you And, um, yeah, it was – I mean, like I said, I don't want to claim that I'm, I was, like, best mates with Michael, and, and, and I think that would be totally inappropriate. But in my dealings with him, he was just always a guy who would be looking out for people he liked working with. Like, for example, when, when we got Jet back together – it was, you know, he had a huge part to do with that. And, you know, him and sort of, it was him and Bruce, like the Bruce Springsteen tour, like he, Bruce wanted us to tour with him. We'd broken up. So, you know, Michael called our managers and we're like, got to, you got to get the band together, back together. Um, you Sounds know, like we a Hollywood just, movie, Mark. Yeah, I know, totally. <laughs> but, you know, like that's the kind of things that he could just spin, you know, mm. like he could just – and he just made made shit happen. And um, it's still a shock. And, you know, I heard from Chris Cheney this morning from Living End and, you know, Shan, Shan Vanderwood, a friend of mine who's a, who's a drummer, but also he worked closely with um, 
frontier. And everyone's just shocked. And also my management, uh, they have Ivy League records with Michael. You know, it's like a, a record label that, you know, has Teskey Brothers and the Rubens and all these bands. Like, they've always had their label with them. And all these people just, everyone said the same thing. It's just like, I thought he was going to live forever. You know, like I thought he was going to outlive all of us. And he was a gruff kind of stereotype in some, of like a record company empresario in some ways, but he was also a very kind and generous. And, and you'll see it will come out how many people he's helped and how many people he sort of um, not, not on, and not on a um, professional front, on a personal front, you know, mm. when you, when yeah. you needed, when you need, when he needed to be there, he had a sense of it for a lot of people. And also a guy that inv- he invented the industry in Australia. You know, that's what people forget. Yeah, well, his story is incredible in that in 1972, he was 20 years old when he founded Mushroom. Um, mm. Those sort of things weren't really existing at the time. And then going no. on to create Frontier Touring. I mean, having the same person, you know, signing the Skyhooks, but also the Rubens. The guy has yeah. lived and breathed Australian <laughs> music yeah, exactly. over many years without even dropping off a little bit. And it's it's not only that on the side which made him such a success in that particular industry, but he was al- always giving back as well, like even with the pandemic in which the industry, every as you well know, Mark, was absolutely e- decimated. Every time there was something on, every time there was a problem, he would try and help, you know? Because mm. um, he was behind music from the home front, which you might have seen over yeah. the last 12 months. The sound came about because through Gadinsky's ideas as well. I'm sure that the, the state of music. bushfire relief things yep. a few, like 10 years ago would yep. have been Michael amongst others, you know, but, you know, Wave Aid, all those things, they're always, you'll find Michael being a part of it. He would be the guy who sits there and goes, calls everyone and goes, what are we going to do about this? You know? Yeah, incredible stuff. Well, look, uh, the music industry has certainly lost a legend in the country, and we thank you very much, Mark, for uh, joining us and sharing a few stories about Michael Gadinsky. Um, and we wish you all the best. I know we've caught you in the middle of rehearsal, so you can get back to it. No worries. And, of course, best wishes to Michael Gadinsky's family. Yeah, passing away yesterday in his sleep um, at the age of 68, wishing them all the best and wishing you all the best, Mark. Thank you very much for chatting to us, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you, fellas. Yes, thank you very much for listening to All Day Breakfast today. Really appreciate your company. We're going to be catching you for another show tomorrow. Uh, Brooke Boney, legend, worked at Triple J, worked at SBS, yeah. now working on the Today Show. A little bit too close for comforts with uh, oh, our old ne- nemesis, Richard Wilkins. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> she knows him better than anyone, you know? Yeah. So we might have to get a few so- stories there. And we'll talk about her brand new podcast that she's put out with Linda Mariano. So cannot wait to catch up with the, uh, the Bone Star tomorrow. But to leave you with today's show, uh, we're going to play a little voice message from a listener because we love getting your voice messages. Just hit us up anytime. It could be about anything, honestly. We don't even have to talk about it on the podcast. Just if you feel like you got a story, send it through as a voice message on at matt.n.alex. And today's does relate to our talkback topic earlier, where have you found undies? Yeah, Ashley got in touch with us and sent us this little memo. So enjoy as we leave you today for all day breakfast and we'll catch you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Where have you found underpants? My washing machine was giving me a bit of grief and every time I got to the final spin cycle it would flood uh, out from underneath and I wasn't sure what was happening so I was this close to calling a plumber. Um, My partner was like don't worry I can have a look for you so he tips that thing upside down. He's like elbow deep 
in the washing machine trying to see if there's like a nut loose or a piece that's fallen out and then he pulls out this wad of red and I don't know how it happened but a pair of my undies had like squeezed its way into the pipes where the water comes out and had gotten stuck and had been stopping the washing machine draining properly for like three months and I was really glad that my partner found them and not a tradie. That would have been really embarrassing. <laughs> That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.